Now, don't go away, because next on CBS Radio's Comedy Time are those two zany characters of many characters, Bob and Ray. And now, from coast to coast, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding are pleased to present the CBS Radio Network. possibly could have happened at the picnic, but all we've had all day were these long glances and uh, rather a surly approach. Mm. Don't you think? You know it. I, I, after all the trouble that uh, was gone to in setting up the park and the refreshments and the entertainment. And uh, I don't think we made more than 15 or $20 on the whole, whole affair. I mean... Well, we had to pay that out for the uh, ball game. That was the prize to a winning team. Uh, well, also for the limousine we rented. Uh, yeah. We barely made expenses when you think of it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, they got back, incidentally, for those of you who have been concerned, it did rain, you know, and the, and the bus driver did lose the keys and all, but they were all back here uh, by Saturday afternoon. Uh, some of them spent the night at Were they all here? Or, or well, there's one missing. There's one missing. Steve Wilson Messy Jr., who was uh, umpiring behind the plate during the ball game. He was down in the soggy part of the ball field there. Yeah. But uh, uh, we hope everything will be all right. If he's listening, maybe he'll call in and tell us. And then we've had a lot of uh, wires and phone calls over the weekend uh, asking for the condition of the great Bob and Ray Bird. And we're very happy to state that Dr. Fred B. Stoll, who... Uh, treated him last week, last Thursday, I guess. Seems to have performed uh, pretty well with the bird. Uh, luckily, uh, he uh, worked on him last Thursday before he uh, was hit, as I understand, by a fixed ball. What you say? I didn't say anything. I could have sworn I, I heard that I was looking right at the bird. Well, audience, you're not supposed to speak out that way. Uh, we're broadcasting, you know. Did anyone uh, speak out? Hello, sweetheart. Hello, sweetheart. Is anyone in the audience talking to us? Please, now, you shouldn't do that. I mean, that breaks all sorts of regulations. Wait, wait, wait. You hear bagpipes? No. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. We better have... Uh... My name is Peter. I don't understand that. I never heard of an Oscar talk. That's, uh, Dr. Stoll called it an off last week. You mean that's the bird? Yeah, that's what he said. The bird is talking. Mm, that's what it looks like. That's what I mean. Well, let's uh, bring a microphone over close to the cage and uh, see. Hey, fella, you're feeling better, eh? Speak up now. Speak up for all the folks. If I know, if I know him, he won't say a word now. That we come on, fella. Say hello. Say something. Just, just prove that we're not sitting here hearing things, will you? Come on, fella. Come on, boy. Come on, the bird. Oh, big bird. Come on. Just not. He won't say a word. Yeah. I'll oh, uh, pick him up a little closer there. And we'll have him back on the desk here before long. Then the other problem that we wanted to uh, take up today was the disappearance of Smelly Dave, our great uh, dead whale that we've been sending around the country to various cities and towns. And I don't think there's any more word on, on that, do you? No, uh, he disappeared in Albany. And uh, he was, <clears throat> excuse me, today he was due down in Charlotte, North Carolina, down to help uh, Virgil B. Evans, Jr., or Buddy Evans, as he's affectionately known. WBT, huh? Uh, here at Bob and Ray headquarters. Is Arthur Shrank down there with him? Arthur has gone along uh, with the uh, flat car. It doesn't contain anything anymore. And uh, Is he on? He's on the phone. Let me, let me, uh, who is it? Arthur Shrank. 
me see if uh, we can get any late news from Charlotte. Hello? Hello, Arthur? Hello. Hi, uh, Bob and Ray. Bob here. Uh, I guess we're not going to have any broadcast from you today. No, it wouldn't be much uh, sense. Uh, the uh, folks here at WBT are a little bo- uh, disappointed. You think so? They had a big promotional thing going for Smelly Dave, and uh, I've been put through the ringer by Buddy Evans, Jr., well, uh, he more or less is, uh, blame me uh, personally. I uh, I didn't uh, steal the. the well, I know you didn't. I'm sure he understands that. But it is rather a, a reflection on on him as uh, handling the whole thing. You know, having all the arrangements. Well, Bob and Ray, don't you yourselves feel any responsibility? Yes, we do. Uh, you're taking uh, Buddy Evans's part. What about my part? Well, uh, uh, as soon as we know anything, Arthur, we'll let you know. I tell you, we have engaged a detective to uh, try and track down Dave, and he's here with us in the studio, and uh, if we get any uh, suggestions from him about what you could do to help or what Buddy Evans could do down there in Charlotte... Wait a second, Buddy Evans wants to talk to you fellas. Bob and Ram. Yes, Mr. Evans, uh, this is... uh... I can't tell you how upset and disappointed of him. We are at uh, not being able to welcome Dale. Mm -hmm. Well, we're awfully sorry, too, but as you understand, you could not uh, blame us. We've gone whole hog for the whale, uh, Bob and Ray. Had a a party set up, a press party. Oh, things down in Charlotte, And it's warm, it's warm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had the newspapers all lined up, full-page ads, of course, and uh, we're rather embarrassed. I don't know how to stop him. He's just talking. I don't know what we can do. Hang on. him. Gee, thanks a lot, Mr. Evans. It's been a real pleasure Moving talking with clarity, you. Moving please. I'd like to have you people meet the gentleman who we'll be talking with from time to time when he checks in with us. It's a Sylvester L. Gumshoe Flaherty of the... Uh, what is it? Is it Flaherty, uh, Flaherty. Flaherty Detective Agency. Yes. Uh, now, you understand that... The, we are looking for this lost whale, Mr. Flaherty, and if there's anything we can do to help uh, any of our right. staff, we'll all be only too glad to. Just so long as you understand, uh, buddy, uh, you're the retaining fee. Yes, well, that's been taken care of, I think, by our accounting department. Now, do you have any ideas about finding the lost whale? Well, where was the last... Uh, His last scene, he, he disappeared in Albany last uh, Thursday. How big is he? He's the normal whale size. Uh, he's, I think, about 30-odd feet long. Mm-hmm. How many tons? Weighs about as much as 18 elephants. Uh-huh. What's that, maybe 18 ton? Well, uh, at least that, I would say. Yeah. It's not a... It's not a... Do you know anything about the shrank character that's traveling? Yes, he's on our staff. He, he's the special events man covering the tour. Do you know anything about this Perkins bird, Albany? George Perkins in yeah. Albany. He's a fine man. We've we've known him for some time. Wouldn't yeah. steal a whale. Huh? Wouldn't steal a whale. No, of course not. Well, uh, I'm going to go up to Albany now. It's my first stop. Let me have your number here. What is it? Plaza uh, One, right? Yeah, that's right. right. Okay. And I'll call you in uh, every time, uh, maybe once or twice a day, as I get a lead. Well, don't call too often. I mean, there's no sense making a call uh, at our. Call off the thing. No, no, we want you to to track him down. But I mean, let's not over. uh, This isn't going to. Let's not make a good thing out of it. Let's put it that way. All right. Well, I just soon drop it because uh, tracking down dead whales isn't exactly going to put a star in my door. You know. Well, I tell you this: you'll get plenty of publicity if you can find Dave. Right. Okay then. 
Well, you can see. stay here and see the rest of the show if you'd like, Mr. Flaherty. Just sit there. Huh? See you later. No, huh? Bye. Well, we'll be looking for a report from him, and we'll check on Dave uh, in the days to come. I think we ought to have a dramatic feature of some kind here. Yeah, that'd be nice right about you. John Hamilton Bostock, the billionaire man. John Hamilton Bostock, philosopher, philanthropist, Raconteur. Uh, sit down, William. I'd like to talk to you. Oh, certainly, Mr. Bostock. <clears throat> well, I suppose you have another party in mind for that billion-dollar check this week. William, you've been my secretary for a good many years. Tell me, what do you think of me? Well, uh, I think you're a swell guy, and... Uh... I, uh... Forget that I'm your employer, William. Just say what you think. Uh, well, as I've already indicated, you're a nifty guy to work for, and uh, I also think you're a guy with quite a bit of money. Everybody knows that, William. I tried keeping it a secret, but it leaked out. Well, that's television for you. William, man to man, you've worked for me a long time, delivering billion-dollar checks, and I was wondering... What do you think of money? Man to man, Mr. Bostock. I mean, uh, am I free to say what I feel? Well, pretend I'm, oh, one of your friends. All right, Mr. Bostock. You've taught me that money is misery. And I've learned that people often delude themselves into thinking a billion dollars is really something. Yet you and I know how false, how foolish... Yes, how dangerous thinking like that can be. And in short, Mr. Bostock, you've shown me how incredibly bad a billion dollars is. <laughs> you've learned your lesson well, William. Thank you. Now, Mr. Bostock, uh, who's getting the billion-dollar check this week? I'm afraid it's going to be William Baker Bates. But, sir, that's me. I'm sorry, William. Well, I don't understand. Haven't I been a good and faithful secretary all these years? Well, I mean, why me, Mr. Boss? William, there's nothing you can do about it. I've already made my decision. But you just uh, can't do this to me, Mr. Bostock. I think I deserve an explanation. Must I ring for help, William? All right, Mr. Bostock, I won't make any trouble. But man to man, what did I do wrong? Where did I fail? I'll tell you. You're taking a little too long to make your deliveries. Of the billion-dollar check? That's right. A few months back, I told you to get a map of the city so you could study it and be a little quicker on these errands. However... This is something you didn't do. Well, uh, to be summarily dismissed with a billion-dollar check. As I've said, there's nothing you can do about it, William. Mr. Bostock, can I at least have a letter of recommendation from you? Come back in a year, William, after you've made a study of the city. By that time, if you know it a bit better, perhaps we can talk about the letter of recommendation again. Well, Mr. Bostock, you've got to play the big shot, right? You really want to know what I think of you? You're a nut. Take that check and get out of here. Guys like you, give me a pain. I knew you'd turn out to be nasty, Otto. Really, Bostock? You're about as low as you anyone are, Mr. Bostock. Who's that nut? Otto sees this man and takes his billion-dollar check and gets out of here. All right, don't shove, I'll go. You haven't had the last of this, Bostock. No, grapes. Maybe. Maybe, boy. I knew he would turn on him someday. <laughs> Say, uh, for just a minute now, I'd like to 
uh, bring to mind a little-known incident in the history of electronic communication. It said that when Marconi finished inventing radio and turned on that first set, what he heard was Amos and Andy. Guff. What? Where'd you get your facts? Well, I've got to admit I've raised my eyebrows a little bit on that one, too. But it does serve to point up the fact that Amos and Andy have been around for quite a few years. And they're still pleasing the people as our CBS radio neighbors here each weeknight. The gracious thing to do is invite our listeners to tune them in, too. Well, I'm glad you thought about that. How's this, friends? Here are the Amos and Andy Music Hall weeknights on CBS radio. Well said. Now you can say it next time. Okay, and right now do we have time for uh, Clyde Lamona? Speaking of old radio, radio has been on a long time. Clyde Lamona is one of the first of the great network radio announcers. And Clyde, it's always a pleasure to give a fellow a little boost up, a little help on the road back. Well, thank you for the leg up, Bob. Certainly could use it. I noticed uh, you're, you're losing your shoelace there. Yeah. Uh, Clyde, uh, you haven't worked for quite some time. Well, uh, TV more or less. Uh, your voice is just as full and well, beautiful and rich as ever. Uh, but your, your appearance. That's right. Well, it's always uh, been my downfall. I've always been, uh, well... Is that a gravy stain on the back of your jacket there? Yeah, that's right. How, how do you get it on the back? Of I your... think I got it. I fell over backwards onto the table. Oh. And your, your toupee is on uh, backwards. Yeah. And uh, that, that bow tie you're wearing, that, it's only a hook on one I, side. Uh, it's my personal appearance, Bob, that's kept me off uh, TV. Uh, See, I'll never forget the old days when you'd come out uh, on the stage to introduce a big radio show in that tuxedo that was yeah. kind of a trademark of yours. You're still wearing the tux pants. That's right, I am. Uh, One of the little uh, strips of satin down the side is... I'm unstitched there. I hadn't noticed that. I'll have to fix that when I came on there. So what kind of a flower was that in your uh, I think it was a rose. It's uh, been there for a year, year and a half. It's all uh, it's like a wrinkled up dead Japanese beetle there in it. It is. Uh, uh -huh. And uh, your sleeve is on fire. Did you know that? Clyde Lamona, a pleasure to talk to you, and I hope that we'll Love you hear of anything uh, with a... Uh, uh, could use an amount of paper stuck to your shoe. Well, right? that's some gum I picked up. Oh, it's stuck. There's a paper on there. What's that say there? Calling this magazine. I guess that's been on my shoe a long time. Sometime. Good luck anyway, Clyde Lamona, and we'll be following your career with him. Okay, bye bye. Now it's time to say goodbye until tomorrow. Until then, this is Ray Goulding reminding you to write it to get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumb. Bye bye, Clyde. This is the CBS Radio Network. And this is KNX AM and FM CBS Radio in Los Angeles. Oh, in Los Angeles.